guys, and welcome to the second season of the Yamcast, where we help young adults navigate this world and assist anyone in starting a young adult ministry. We do this by going through some books of the Bible that we are currently going through with our own young adult group. I am one of your hosts, Erica Haas. And I'm the other host, Chris Stukenberg. We love to guide this age group through life and their faith. And this season, we're actually going to cover the book of Ruth. Mm-hmm. And we're super excited about it. So if you'd like to know more, check us out at Instagram at the EMCast or Facebook at EMCastPod. Or you can email us at EMCastPod at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please share with your friends because we all know that sharing is caring. Subscribe, rate, and review on any of the podcast platforms. So here we are at the end of another month. It's a monthly five. Doing another monthly five. We're like... We're doing this. I know we say this every month. Fire. But I'm actually pretty proud that this is, what, like the second longest relationship that I've had is keeping up with these monthly fives? Sure. I'm <laughs> just kidding. That's awkward. <laughs> All right, college, college kids and young adults, you cool cats and kittens. I heard somebody say that. Well, what were they talking about? And anyways, really but quick, they made that comment. Well, why, while laugh. you're thinking about that, did you see that Carol Baskins is doing Dancing with the Stars? I, I have seen did that. Did you see that the family of her deceased husband took out an ad right before Dancing with the Stars asking for information on his death and whereabouts and if Carol Baskins had anything to do with it? It no. aired like two minutes before the, the episode started. Oh, my. Awesome. I don't watch the show. I just know that that happened, and I thought, I am so happy that we watched Tiger King back in the beginning. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> of uh, the COVID disaster. So then you would know so what that all I that means. So I know who Carol Baskins is and why mm-hmm. that matters. I also think it's really sad that you titled your show Dancing with the Stars and the best you come up with is Carol <laughs> Baskins. Hey, I, I did read something that said, you know, what the stars have to do to be or like to be able to be on the show. And one of the things was that they have to be trending. So she had that going for her. <laughs> in silence. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Trending makes a star. <laughs> today? In, in absolutely no way. Today it does. That's like saying a meteor is a star. <laughs> I saw a huge thing that shot across the sky. That's got to be a star. Nope. Just a piece of dirt floating through the air. <laughs> a piece of dirt. On fire. In a cup. I call it cup of dirt. <laughs> Have you listened to him before? Who? Brian Regan. Yes. So funny. I don't know if we're allowed to quote from comedy specials that might break copyright laws. I don't know. Speaking of He's which, on YouTube. Speaking of which, Jim Gaffigan's special on The Pale Tourist is phenomenal. Where do I find it? On Amazon. Okay. I think it's Amazon Prime. Yeah. But I don't know if they're going to keep going. I hope they do. It's two episodes. It's his, his comedy show mm-hmm. in Canada, and it's almost completely like put together about Canada. Oh, and then he did. I think one. I'll enjoy that. Yes, and then he did one in uh, Spain, and it's all about Spain. So he's. Good. He, so is this? So you're hoping that it goes I, to other places? I hope that they're just like releasing a couple episodes at a time, or one episode at a time, and they're just going to build season one to be, you know, ten specials or something. But, but it's it's phenomenal. That totally doesn't go with what we're. No, doing. I mean watching. I'll add it to watching. No, it was one of the things I, I wanted to bring up, but I. Forgot to write it down. So. No, and like this will, yeah, no, it's great. All right, so monthly five, question one. What are you reading? <laughs> wow, you're That's the excited. WWE version of that question. It? What are you reading? So Erica. I'm. Erica, what are you reading? 
if, if we I did a live stream of this, everyone would be really offended and how and surprised by how weird I am. Would they be surprised? Um, maybe, they might maybe be surprised. Not. They might be surprised. Maybe not. Um, our live show with like twenty people. Actually, that'd be pretty great turnout. I think. Um, so <laughs> low expectations on <laughs> right? the podcast. Yes. What are you reading, Eric? <laughs> so I am reading a book that is very fitting for my stage in life at right now. Um, I'm reading Meaning of Marriage by Timothy Keller and his wife. What is his wife's name, though? Something Keller. I don't remember. She only she I'm writes pretty one. Pretty sure it's Kathy. Let me. She look writes it up. one chapter. So and let let me to be real in on the what's it called the cover. Her name is very small. So, um, anyways, yeah, that's what I'm reading because I'm supposed to be getting ready for this, you know, next stage of life. So, a dear friend bought that book for me. I was already planning on buying that book for myself. So, I was very grateful during quarantine that it, it she is, did that. It is Kathy. Kathy? All right. I mean, She's I knew great. it was Mrs. Keller. So. She's great, though. So, I mean, I was close. Um, but, yeah. So, sweet. that's what I'm reading. So you're reading that because you're getting married. Uh-huh. Would you be reading it if you weren't getting married? No. So really, it's it's a book out of obligation. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> I want to go into <laughs> this, you know, marriage covenant with... Proper understanding yes, of marriage. Yes. I want to I go into it with as much knowledge as I can. Yeah. Because I don't usually go into things with knowledge. I usually go into them with feelings and then things explode, you know? So I want to be more balanced in that area. No, it's a great idea. Yeah. I totally endorse the idea. But I have, while reading the intro, I think, they do talk a lot about that singles should also read it mm-hmm. if you hope to or plan to get married at some time. So for all of you out there that yeah. that is something you see in your future, maybe pick it up and, and give it a gander. Yeah, that's that's kind of more what I was pushing for. I know. It's a good book for us to read, <laughs> whether we... But I would not have thought of reading it if I was not getting married. Yes. I've read other, you know, like a few other things, but anyways. So you're reading something that's kind of similar to mine. You keep trying to say that. It's the exact opposite of, of marriage. Yeah, but it's like... The okay, meaning of marriage... Fine. The meaning of marriage is a beautiful, wonderful thing. The books that I'm reading right now... <laughs> Or about when it's not going well. Yeah. So there's there's two <laughs> books by a guy named David Instone Brewer, and that's a hyphenated last name because he's British, and that's what they do. Okay. I, I'm making an assumption there. I'm not sure. might be Scottish. Instone Brewer sounds kind of, you wow. know, right? Nice job. Does that sound like a good Scottish name? Yeah, it does. I think he's British, though, uh, based on his, his accent that I heard. So he he has a Ph.D., in biblical studies, and his focus has been on divorce and remarriage. So he's got two books. One is called Divorce and Remarriage in the Church, and the other one is Divorce and Remarriage in the Bible. And I picked those up because there are so many questions floating around mm-hmm. right now for, by people, and I thought all the books that I've read on this topic back when I was in seminary uh, didn't really totally answer the questions for me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So he did a really good scholarly work in both of these things. And so I'm reading both of them kind of at the same time. I'm not speed reading them, but I'm not taking careful time on yeah. them because he's not – most of what he's saying kind of agrees with what I've read otherwise. But there's some good in- info in there about he does it kind of through the Bible first and then through uh, new, you know, first century Jewish people oh, okay. and then Second Temple literature in general. Mm-hmm. And he's finding things about – 
the cultural expectations of divorce within the Jewish system. And then he's applying that to what Jesus said in Jesus's ministry and showing that maybe when Jesus is saying things about divorce, it's not exactly what we think he's saying. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's good so far. Uh, it's, it's really, really good. I recommend both of them so far. They're fine. I'm also reading a bunch of commentaries in Colossians because we are studying that as a church. And can we give a spoiler or no? And it might have something to do with season three. I don't know. That's a good. Maybe. It's a good spoiler. <laughs> we'll see. I, I totally hope we come out and just go. Uh, we're doing Habakkuk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Habakkuk. 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 Yeah, Zephaniah. <laughs> the well-preached book. <laughs> the well-preached book of Zephaniah. Everybody's reaching for that one. And then I picked one up yesterday, but I, I read uh, just a little bit of it, but I also listened to a lecture by this guy. His name is, uh, his last name is pronounced Hate or Height. Height? Hate? I have Height there. I think it's Height. Uh, but... Lukianoff and Height wrote a book called Coddling of the American Mind, hmm. 2018. And the lecture that he produced fairly recently dealt with academia. So the reason why I want to share it on this podcast is if we're really reaching college students and young adults, they are either in college or college age, mm-hmm. and they're being inundated by th- ideas that I don't know that they even realize where it's all coming from. And he makes the case, Height does, in his lecture that he did. And he did his lecture in 2016 at Duke. It's pretty, you can find it pretty easily on YouTube. It's an hour long, worth every minute. Mm. It's phenomenal. But he makes an eight-point case that academia has changed drastically in the last 20 years. And what we don't realize is in the 1960s, uh, American universities were about four to one liberal to conservative as far as their professors go. In 1996, it was about four to one. So nothing had changed in 30 years. Okay. In 1996 to 2014, it went from four to one to 14 to one. Wow. And so he's actually a liberal. In fact, both of these individuals are in their book. They're saying, we are both coming from the liberal mindset. However, there it's there's got to be some diversity of, of opinion. This mm-hmm. is getting, this is getting crazy. So for them to say that, I I'm going. All right, I'm going to read this Pay book. I'm yeah. really interested in this. So I'm just diving into it. You know, if you want like a book review later on, it, once I get through it, I'll I'll kind of see what's going on. But it's kind of nice to read books that have nothing to do with school right now. I can imagine. Although I'm going to be moving back into school in a couple of weeks here, so I'll have a whole other set of books that I got to read. Yeah. But, all right, that's what I'm reading. Awesome. That's quite a variety. Of books. Oh, I'm very diverse in my reading. Very diverse. So what are you watching these days? Are we, are we supposed to talk about what we're watching? Is that one of the questions? Yeah. Shoot. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. What are you, oh, I'm I, like, I, what are you talking about? You have stuff written down. I'm watching pages turn, Erica, <laughs> as I read books. I don't watch things. No, I. that's a lie. So... My watching, though, I, I want to make it very clear. I, I watch a lot of different things, mm-hmm. but watching things for me is the very end of my day, and yeah. it's the mindless part of my day. So Agreed. I Mine too. So I typically wake up at 5 a.m., and I am off to the races until about 9 p.m. And then around 9 p.m., I shut down a little bit. I watch some stuff, typically while hanging out with my phone and answering emails. Hanging out with my phone. Answering emails, playing. I used to play Fortnite. Now I have to play Clash of Clans because Fortnite's banned from Apple mm. devices because lawsuits are stupid. Anyway, just trying to make these <laughs> cuts for James that he can use later. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't 
so what I'm watching right now, we, my, my wife and I are watching Longmire. That was one of mine a little while ago. No, that's why I'm bringing it up. Yeah, have you guys, because I know you didn't. You were totally right. That you, I know, because I know you didn't really like it, or she at least. I know she can be a little harder to get on board with things than you. And you yeah. watched a little bit, and you weren't sold. And now we went back and we started it over, and we kind of pushed through the first five episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. We it like is it. good. I like it's it. It's just a fun, kind of mindless. Mm-hmm. You can watch it without watching too much, and totally get through it and be fine. Because it's, I mean, it's set in today's day and age, but it also feels like. It was so long ago. Yeah. But it, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Great. It's great. Second thing I'm watching is this thing called The Pale Tourist. Have you heard of it? It's oh with yeah, Jim Gaffigan. No, you talked about it earlier. Did I? Yeah. I'm going to bring it up like three more times. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so Jim Gaffigan. I'm excited to watch it. I love Jim Gaffigan. I think he is a clever comedian who, for the most part, you can watch with your kids in the room and no one's offended. Every once in a while, he wanders into territory. You're like, oh, my kids are here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like my favorite line he's ever said in any of his things was, "What people ask me what having five kids is like. And he said, having five kids is kind of like, just imagine that you're drowning and then someone hands you a baby. And I think that, <laughs> like to me. <laughs> you're like, I just oh, loved, my. I love that comedic style. And so yeah. his pale tourist is just him moving to different countries and then making fun of the countries. I'm excited for it's it. It's phenomenal. Uh, so I watched both of those. And then, dude. This is a, I feel like we, can we get like music for this part? Because it's such a big deal. Movie theaters are open. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> can't believe it. It's so beautiful. Uh, and I got popcorn. Like movie theater popcorn. And I pushed it through my mask. <laughs> like, <laughs> which actually so helps. So did you have to watch it with it the mask It helps because on? the kernels don't get to your mouth. And then they just. I'm just kidding. You don't actually eat through oh, your mask. Okay. That's not possible. Well, because actually, it would be, it would, you could just throw it in there and then just. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that you can push popcorn through your mask proves that maybe it's not really stopping anything from getting in there. That's a whole other discussion. So, did I just say that out loud on the podcast? I did. I'm not an anti masker. I'm wearing it because I'm supposed to. But, but if you can. S- studies are showing that maybe things aren't quite working the way they're supposed to. But can we not? We're not doing that here. James says I'm digging a hole. Well, we're going to talk yes, about Yes, we are not doing that here. This is not the place. All right. I'm not really digging a hole. I'm just For saying, right now. Just saying. Okay. So movie theaters so, yeah, are open. I, I have to wear a, ma- I wear a mask the whole time, and then I pull it down to eat food, and then I put it back up, which is great. But okay. popcorn. Anyway, all that to say. It was a great experience, too. I went and watched Tenet. Phenomenal movie. If you like Christopher Nolan, I can't recommend it enough. I watched it with a friend, and then I went with James later. Did you like it, James? Mm-hmm. He, he's, I was like, he's nodding, and that's yeah. not helpful. <laughs> James is still learning how the podcast thing works. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks we're live streaming. Wait, wait, you mean they can't see me? <laughs> no. It's not a Zoom call, James. <laughs> oh. I know you're used to them, but. <laughs> so we went to see Tenant, and it was good. Oh, it's incredible. Mind-bending. Oh, very much so. And not it's out so there, maybe but I'll it's have to not do that crazy this weekend. out there. Yeah, I agree with that. It makes more sense than Interstellar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I, I liked it so a lot more. So it's space? No. No. Okay. Because I was like, it did tenet. not look space when I looked it up. Okay. It's about Tenet. Yeah, it's about Tenet. <laughs> Way different. Yeah, gosh. Wow. <laughs> Can James turn off his microphone? I feel like ganged up on. So I watched it once. <laughs> I walked out with my friend Ryan. We went and watched it together, and we both said, I have no idea what just happened, but that was amazing. We went and watched it a second time with James, and I walked out with a smile on my face because I said, I just 
figured more of it out the second oh, time. Oh, so, okay. I have another friend named Todd who listens to this podcast. What's up, Todd? Here's a little shout hey, out Hey, Todd. <laughs> if he tells me like a month from now, hey, I heard, uh, I'm going to be like, Todd, dude, you're on, you're on pace with me. And then you totally fell off the map. <laughs> Uh, but Todd and I might go see it soon, mm. and then I think the third time will be even better. That you'll f- There's so much going on in it. Okay. It's just it's intense. It's good. What are you watching? So I'm as with you. I really am just watching things. You know, started at like eight o'clock. Watch for like an hour, hour and a half, whatever. But we just watched. So I'm watching a few different things. But the thing we just finished was Away on Netflix. Speaking of space, have you heard of it? No. Away. Um, is it about, I mean, you've heard about Netflix, but it's about space. It is about space. Wait, so, wait, wait, wait. No, what is Netflix? Whole nother episode. We'll have to do that another time. Stop. How great um, would that? Hold on. How great would that be if we did an entire episode that explained what Netflix was and how to use it <laughs> to a group of young adults and college students? They'd be like, "This is not applicable." I don't know if you guys have heard of this thing called Netflix, but it's on the internet and stream <laughs> stuff. You can watch whatever you want to watch. Oh my gosh. Go ahead. It's um, away. So. Hilary Swank is the main character, which not sold all with all the time on her, but they are going to Mars. It's the first so she is still alive manned mission on Mars, and but what's kind of cool is they they have five astronauts and they're all from different parts of the world. So it's very much a global cool. thing of getting them to Mars, and it's just yeah how they shot it and how they pieced it together is was good. So I really enjoyed it, but I was saying to Aaron, my fiance, that what we need to stop doing is watching things when they first come out, because then we're sitting there waiting for like a year, year and a half to watch it again, to watch like the second season or whatever. Oh, so it's a, how many episodes in the first season? Nine. And you blasted through those. I mean, we watched like one or two, yeah. Pun intended. And now you have to wait for the second Blasted. season. Yeah, so now we have to wait. But this is what we do all of the time. When we watched Upload, we watched yeah. it right away. When we wa- Whatever it might be. Can I just say, I think this is Netflix's fault. Like, I think they should produce five seasons of something. And then, I know that makes no sense. Mm-hmm. But they should just do that and then release them within a couple months of each other to keep people yeah. excited and then just go from there. Because I was really bummed when, yeah, Umbrella Academy, we watched that one like right away. And then... That one didn't come back for like two, three years. It was a while. Hmm. So that was sad. But anyways, so that's what I, we just finished that. We watched Away. It was good. It was enjoyable. Cool. Yeah. I enjoyed I, it. I think Stranger Things starts again next month. See, I I think I only watched like a season and a half. Oh. I know. Even Maybe the, I'll get back into the it. The theological implications of Stranger Things is intense. Maybe we should do that sometime. Dude. <laughs> season four of the AMCast. <laughs> Let's talk about the Bible. You know, kind of Michael Heiser did a little of that, but it's really good though. Yeah. Stranger Things. He does. So I will have to He does I don't want to be Michael Heiser, so scratch that. So you anyways. Okay. I appreciate his work. I don't want to be I don't want to be him. I don't want to be Michael Heiser. He just drinks tea and (laughs) writes interesting thought provoking books. That he does. Yep. So that's what I'm watching. Like it. Uh, I I like that you recommend things and then I watch them and then I put those on the list later. Well, it's going to be the same way because I'm going to go watch this Pale Tourist because it sounds really Oh, that's fun. true. Yeah. It's phenomenal. I can't say enough about and it. And probably Stranger. Well, actually, I know Aaron's already watched Stranger he Things. He does but. this bit on Spain and their weird holiday. It 
is, it's great, dude. Because <laughs> they have like these weird demonic elements to Christmas and stuff that hardly anybody knows about, mm. and he just goes off on it, and it is. It's hysterical. I'm excited. So you're telling me a Catholic country has a giant statue of Satan. Someone thought that was a good idea. It's like, yeah, it's so good. All right. What are you learning? So um, just I'm learning in this season to just let go of things that maybe I'm not meant to be doing or meant to be continuing with or having and just stepping into areas that maybe are better suited for me. Um, so yeah, right now I'm stepping out of working with youth ministry and I shouldn't say fully working with youth ministry. I will still have kind of like a foot in the door, but more so working with leaders within youth ministry. So I'm, yeah, kind of stepping out of being there consistently and that sort of thing. Just kind of been feeling that way. And I just kind of feel like I also need a break. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing it for five years and I know some people might be like, I've been doing it for 20. Well, that's great awesome for you. I just am feeling like I definitely need a break. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm excited to figure out how I want to use my time and mm -hmm. what that's going to look like. And so, and I'm excited to be working with leaders and encouraging and coaching and kind of spurring them on. So helping them become rock star, small group leaders. So yeah, I'm excited for that. So that's kind of what I'm learning is yeah, how to navigate that new water and letting go of things that I maybe should have let go of maybe a year ago. Yeah. So, yeah, what about you? Sound that No, that sounds really cool. It's an interesting place to be, but huh. usually I think when those things happen, then, like, you truly flourish. So, or at least I've seen that happen when people take breaks or... Why are you laughing? This is supposed to be a serious moment. It was super serious until you just said... <laughs> I think that's where you flourish. I've seen that happen for other people, <laughs> which, which so sounded true. so sad that just other people flourish. I I don't, but other people do. That's kind of how it sounded, and it, that just made me laugh yeah. a little bit. That's also part of my personality that I feel like I never am and, quite. And that's more what yeah. I'm laughing about. That's yeah. your Enneagram. Yes. That's all just coming through. Part and that, of that. So yeah. just made, it, that's why I was laughing is <laughs> you you can You're like, be, I've seen that happen for other people. You can Maybe be, it can happen for me yeah, too. You could be super excited about an idea and then just like, yeah, it's not going to happen to me though. <laughs> so everything's fine. And for some reason that- That's actually super valid. For some reason that's that exactly me, that's, how it I just feel. struck me as funny and so I couldn't stop laughing. It is funny. My apologies. So, so what are you, <laughs> what are you learning? Uh, I, there, there was a point in the last week or week and a half that I, I couldn't get more done than I did. And I just mm. real it was like this moment where I'm going, I can't do anymore. And so then I was like, I don't like limitations. Limitations stink. That was my first thought. And my second thing that I'm learning is learning to love our house that we just moved into, a, you know, a couple of months ago. We've, we have remodeled a ton of it already and we've got a lot more to go still, but I'm learning to love the, the place itself. I'm learning to love the imperfections of it. And the reason why that's hard for me is I'm learning to love them because I didn't make the imperfections. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes for me and my personality, I'm, I'm able to handle if I make a mistake to give myself some grace and to sort of love it and work through it and realize. Because you, know, you did it. So, yeah. yeah. But I sometimes, I don't hold it over people's heads, but I occasionally will be a little bit disappointed like whenever I'm remodeling a house and I get to a wiring situation and I'm like why did they do this this makes no sense and please understand I don't fully understand what I'm doing 
but I'm able to look at it and go, there's no way. That this, doesn't this make, yeah, that yeah. doesn't seem right. So I'm going, you know, that's tough sometimes or like, why did they let their dog do this or why did they let their cat do this? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Little things like that. And then I get kind of this, but the Lord just kind of kicked me a couple of days ago and just was like, just enjoy what you got. I gave it to you and you guys are making it great. You're doing a great job, but don't worry too much about what they're doing. So the last couple of days, I actually woke up with a different attitude and I went out to our couch, which even the fact that we have a couch is part of maybe what was difficult because we didn't even have anyone <laughs> sit in the whole house until a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I just I'm, I just feel like it's, it's becoming home. And maybe I'm, that was part of it too. And I'm willing to just accept whatever, you know, I don't love every part of it yet, but I'm going, ah, it, but it's home. Right? We can make it home. So, mm-hmm. so I'm just kind of working through that and not really sure what to do with it, but that's just one of the things that I'm learning. Yeah, I was listening to somebody on Instagram kind of talk about, like, do you like old homes versus new builds? And Mm. in her saying, like, I just love old homes and just being able to go in there and just, yeah, make it your own. Right. And seeing what they did. and, And, I mean, she even was like, we made a house, like, we built a house earlier in our lives, and... She was like, and I even then didn't like things about it. She's like, well, why did I do this? Why did we do this? Why mm-hmm. did I make that, you know? So it's really like you can do that anywhere, even if you made it yourself. Right. Um, you're still going to probably find imperfections. But yeah, as you said, those were created by her. Or if you were to make your own house, they would, yeah. those would have been made, created by you. So they're easier a little bit to handle. But Well, and it's a little weird because our house isn't super old. I mean, it was built in the 70s. Mm-hmm. But it's got everything 70. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Or at least under, like as we rip things up, you find out, oh, this is from the 70s. Like the linoleum in the kitchen and the bathroom and the hallway that I had the DeWall boys, Jimmy D and his brother Mark, come over. That's probably the first time that's ever been said. We're with Jimmy first and then Mark. Anyway, mm. I had come over and we were just laughing at some of the design choices that they made in the 70s. But if it was a 1870, I would feel totally different about it, I think. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to, I, I'm just learning things about myself yeah. at, at my old, my ripe old age. You're middle-aged. <laughs> That's too funny. Yeah. So what are you listening to I these days? I listen to podcasts all the time. Yeah. A lot of the same ones that we talked about before. And uh, my new favorite artist, his name is Billie Eilish. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I said that. To- <laughs> okay. Here's, here's what I'm really listening to. Uh, we've I've got a couple different play- playlists in that I've moved back to. Uh, so I've been listening to Sports Talk Radio for the first time in a while. Um, probably because the Cubs are pushing to the playoffs and mm. they're, they're terrible. And I like listening to everyone complain about how terrible the Cubs are, even though they're still winning and just They're still weird. doing things. Yeah. So I'm enjoying that. But I'm also, uh, this playlist, we've added a couple songs to it. And Brett Eldridge, the guy that I talked about a while ago, did mm-hmm. a remake of Billie Eilish's When the Ooh. Party's Over. Okay. It is Good. phenomenal. Which then made me go, I know this is a cover. I don't know who did the song originally. So then I found Billie didn't love her version, loved Brett's more, but it made me send my a text to my girls that said, my new favorite artist is Billie Eilish. He's so great. And they both are still like, <laughs> Dad, you are so old. Billie Eilish isn't a guy. And I'm like, I'm fully aware, but it's way more. F- I did it. I have been yeah. waiting my whole life to send my kids these jokes, and now I get to do it. And yeah. so I thought I'd drop that little joke in here. That's that funny. Billie Eilish is an awesome. He's, he's the best. He is the best. Sorry, Billie. I know you're an awesome young lady. And you do good music, but I, I prefer Brad Eldridge's version of that song. Is that blasphemy? No. Okay, cool. 
We have opinions and they can be <sighs> different. We can yeah. still welcome and accept each other. Yeah. Deal. Mm-hmm. What are you listening to? So I am listening to my fall playlist. Do you have a lack of balance when you listen to this playlist? Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my word. You are <laughs> such a dad. Oh. You're uh. ridiculous. It actually is what I'm teetering and tottering. Oh my word. You've been waiting to say that, haven't you? Um, the entire episode. Oh, that's so that's so bad. <laughs> but I I was listening to somebody on a podcast. It's really hard to say her name. It's like McKillen. It's M Y Q U I L L A N. It's like McQuillan. I don't even know how you say her name. It's a good Scrabble name. She's known as the Nester, basically. Scrabble? Q. Q's worth oh. 10 points in Scrabble. Oh, okay. I was like, I was thinking like McKillen, like you're McKillen. Anyways. Oh. Something. That, Anyways. That could work too. Um, but she, she just talks about, you know, when you're moving into different seasons that we are, that it's not just about de- decorating your house, but it's about like all of your senses and kind of slowly moving into the season. And so she talks about that's when you kind of start with the smells or just putting on a different playlist or yeah, just different things like that. And so just felt challenged too. Cause I love, I mean, I love autumn and um, <laughs> didn't want to say fall again. Uh. <laughs> um, Right. That was somebody yeah. falling. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just, I really enjoy, I also love the mellow music. Mm-hmm. To be real, Taylor Swift's new album is basically, the whole thing is on this fall playlist because it's all mellow. It, there's no really rise and fall in these songs at all. They're just, yeah, just like can hang and chill too types of songs. So, and I love those in general, but we're moving into fall, which is kind of what that is. It's mm-hmm. just the chill type of feeling so I really enjoy that no I like that too that's good all, so, all jokes aside about your fall playlist. All, all jokes aside what? so um, what were you going to say <laughs> were you going to ask a question yeah oh what's on, yeah. your, what's on your heart um, so I when I was actually trying to figure out what I was going to say here I was like what has been on my heart like what's really been on my heart but I think in this period of where we are at in our lives I think this is very relevant just that people are the focus and people are greater than anything and what I mean by that is excuse me I recently said this to one of my students because they were super rude to a fellow classmate because that classmate broke broke the bug net no so our kids I don't know if anybody else is in their schools deal with this but we they are obsessed with bugs, and so they have bug nets and bug catchers that they go outside with every day, and they come back with praying mantises, and they come back with walking sticks and grasshoppers. I mean, it's actually great science. They've watched them mate. They've watched them. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, so anyways, I see one of the students, and I'm like, oh, what's wrong? What's the matter? <laughs> Is it because I'm moving on from mating? It's taking a turn. Yeah, it you, did. You, you um, go. You go. They watched them mate, and they, and then that was the only thing yeah, you that was said. The only thing <laughs> well, they watched them lay their egg sacs too, which is really interesting. Yeah, it's really gross. That's but more normal. Anyways, um, well, because they'll be like, "Oh, they're mating," and I'm like, "Yes, they are. Yes, they are." So, anyways, I, one of my students 
she was looking really sad. And I was like, what's wrong? And like, she's like, well, so-and-so is yelling at me because she said I broke the bug net. Anyways, and so I said to that other student, this person is more important than the bug net. Mm-hmm. And you are making the bug net more important than this person. And look at how you're making her feel. And so that is what's been on my heart is that people are the focus, not our agenda, not our beliefs, not what we think is right, but that person is greater than all of those things. And as Christ followers, like they're actually who we're here for. We're not here for our beliefs. We're not here for putting our agenda out there, for making our beliefs known to everybody, no matter what they feel like and it being oppressive about them. Like that's not what we're here for. Like we're here to, to love people. And so... Yeah, let's put down those things that are getting in the way of seeing people as actually people and not our enemies or not whatever else that might be and start seeing them through the eyes of, yeah, of of Jesus. I recently saw one of my friends post that she was meeting with her her wise uncle and she was talking about how she's very frustrated with a lot of Christians nowadays and, and yada, yada, yada. And he basically was like, I know that, that that it can be frustrating, but just remember that they're on a journey and that G- God still loves them too. And she was like, oh, that's so true. Mm-hmm. And so if that doesn't hit you like it kind of should, then we need to open our hearts up a little bit more and be a little bit more feeling and empathetic towards people rather than judgmental and like oppressive towards them. So that's been on my heart. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. And it, it could come across as lacking a backbone and that's not how you're meaning it Mm -hmm. you're just saying if people if something happens to you that offends you maybe the first move isn't to freak out that your bug net was broken yeah and i guess but your first move is to love that person yeah yeah and i mean because like i think sometimes when we talk about even lacking a backbone I remember even thinking this too, like, well, love people and blah, blah, blah. And I remember telling them, but don't let them walk all over you. And it's like, who cares if they do, right? right? Like, you know, who cares if they walk all over you? Who cares if their thoughts are different than yours? Who Like, it just doesn't. You proving your point is not going to be whatever brings them to Jesus. It's going to be loving them. Oh, totally. That is actually going to be what brings them to know right. Jesus. So... Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I have found that the people that I don't agree with or that don't agree with me, maybe would be a better way to put it. Because I, yeah, I don't, I don't argue a ton. Mm-hmm. Not really that kind of guy. But I, yeah, I find that when people and I hang out, they realize, oh, you're not crazy like I thought you were. I'm like, what does that mean? And then we get into it a little bit. And then we realize, oh. And then as we talk and love each other, and grow an appreciation for one another, then that opens the door for me to really talk about the gospel and why I believe what I believe. Instead mm-hmm. of trying to cram some moral code down their throat that they don't want, if you introduce them to Jesus, a lot of times the moral code ends up following. Or they make a point for you that you're like, yeah, I've never made that connection. That's interesting. Because mm-hmm. I'm surprised that most people don't, they don't intend to come across the way they do. Oh, yeah, no, I would, I would agree. Do you know what I'm saying? Like most of my friends that I would quote-unquote call liberal uh, don't want to kill babies. That's not really their intention. No. But they're trying to figure out how to value life 
that's already been born. And I understand their mindset there. I don't agree with that part of the premise, but I, I don't get anywhere if I just scream at them and tell them that abortion's wrong. Do you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So if I have a conversation with them and we kind of both discuss, we find things better. I think that's kind of what you're aiming at. Well, yeah, for. like actually listening to them. And I think where we're at too, I th- think we want to be heard so much and that's not, Yeah. that's not what we're here for. Like we're here to, right. we're here to hear and to listen. I can get behind that, yeah. Rather than, be heard. Yeah. 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 So, and, and in a very polarized culture, which in America right now, mm-hmm. it is probably more polarized than it's ever been. We aren't doing a, a good job of trying to meet in the middle. Yeah. And that, that probably would be a wise thing for us to, especially think on Facebook. Oh, oh. I, I'm just, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm actually just done with it. Like I've done very I, little on any social it's, media. Yeah. I don't really, um, engage a ton. It's just funny to, yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. That's good. So, That's a good thought, though. I like that. People are important. They're they're more important than any little thing. That's good. Mm-hmm. What about you? What's on your heart? Yeah, we're we're about to jump in. By the time this airs, we will be uh, just starting our forty day prayer journey as a church. And this really came out of we have a group of individuals that. Uh, they're just, yeah, they, they pray consistently in our church and people don't even necessarily know that they always exist. They just, these are what we would call the prayer warriors and our lead guy, Mark, our lead pastor gathered them together years ago and just said, here's what I want. I want a group of people that are praying. And so they pray before every service Mm -hmm. here. Uh, They pray together multiple times in a month. They have a, a meeting once a month where they invite people in to, to just share what's on their heart and they pray with them. And so they came to us with just some things that were on their heart and that just sort of birthed itself into this 40 day journey, hmm. which is really cool. Yeah. And so my heart is first of all, excited to see what God's going to do because I don't feel like any one of us came up with this on our own. This is one of those things where an individual came, talked to myself and Mark, and then that led to another conversation, which then Mark came up with all these amazing ideas. And then I just like tried to fuse them all together. Like that's my job. And then that led to another thing and led to another thing. And then now we've got this beautiful thing setting before us. And so I'm like, that's really cool that God kind of pulled all this together. None of us would have been able to do it on our own. It's beautiful collaboration of the people of God. That's pretty cool. Then the other part of it for me is I want people to have the right hope and expectation for this thing. Like if at the end of the 40 days, people are like, well, God didn't speak to me one-on-one. You probably didn't go into it with the right attitude. Mm -hmm. And so we're praying through right now, you know, what are we going to eliminate from our life for a week? What, what distractions in our life can we remove so that we can talk to God specifically? And that, that's beautiful. We're talking about doing 24 hour fast together. We're talking about doing a, you know, you know, a day of prayer as a church and all those things are beautiful, but I don't want anyone to go into it thinking that all of a sudden the Lord is just going to yeah. appear in the room and talk to us. Prayer has so much to do with our relationship with God and it developing. And a lot of times for prayer for me, when I'm, when I'm most focused on prayer and when I'm growing the most with prayer, it actually has less to do with me feeling quote unquote closer to God and more with me feeling a distance from God that I didn't perceive was there before mm. and needing to repent of it. And then that closeness then comes. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I want people to go into it with the right hope and expectation. So what's on my heart is I'm praying uh, for people just to walk into it 
with the right attitude. Yeah. And that's also for me. I'm praying mm-hmm. that, that for me, that I, I walk into it with the right attitude. And, you know, at the end of this 40 days, God, if, if I'm more passionate about prayer than I was when I started, I'm going to be happy. If it means that I'm also closer to you or you've revealed yourself to me in some unique way, I'm all for that too. But that's not my, my chief aim here is to just be on my face before you for 40 days and say, all right, you do what you want to do. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm broken for our country. I'm broken for mm-hmm. our, the attitudes of a lot of people. I'm broken for uh, some of the things that I'm seeing in some of, some of our church and how that just, it just makes me upset that the followers of God would hold an agenda mm-hmm. higher than the name of Christ. And they would fuse those two together and say, well, this is why I hold so tightly to this agenda. And, I, and, and please hear me loud and clear. I know that some of you out there are thinking what you think I'm saying. I'm talking about individuals with agendas on both sides of the aisle. Yeah. So uh, there are some folks in our church that vote one way, more more donkey style the whole time. Uh, <laughs> and I have people that vote typically elephant only, and that's how they see things. And both of them are approaching all of the issues right now, like wanting to claw each other's eyes out, as opposed to doing what you're talking about doing with what's on your heart, mm-hmm. just discussing options and maybe realizing that the other side isn't as villainous as they thought it was. And that both, both or any leader that you're looking for in a country isn't going to accomplish what you no. want them to be. And if there was a leader that rose up and did everything you wanted them to do, that's probably the Antichrist, and you should. <laughs> you should run. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if, if they are too good to be true, mm-hmm. then they probably are, and you should run. Uh, so I'm just that's kind of where I'm at. I'm just what's on my heart is I, I want to see a really cool prayer journey happen, and that may not look like people think it's going to look. No, I think a lot of people will think it looks like what you're wanting them to move away from because I know that would be yeah I would that's something I'm praying for myself for for this 40 days too is literally I just want it to be him being first and me being second yeah that's my goal you know for the 40 days and if other things and and I just need to keep that as my focus instead of hoping for some revelation or whatever if that comes cool but that's not it's not, yeah. The blessing is not the focus. So, right. yeah. Cool. I'm excited for it, too. All right. Monthly five. Look at that. September. All done. Moving and then? In, moving into October. Starting season three. Get ready. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the YAMCast. You can check us out at yamcast.podbean.com or on any other podcasting apps like iTunes. We would love it if you'd leave us a review that is any number between four and a half and five stars. If you have any questions that you'd like us to answer here on the podcast, you can email us at yamcastpod at gmail.com. That is yamcastpod at gmail.com. If you'd like more information about us, you can check us out at parkhillschurch.com or on the App Store with the Park Hills Church app. We are also on Instagram, so give us a follow at the Yamcast. been so excited to teach Zephaniah. I know. Her Habakkuk. Zechariah is going to be great. Zechariah has a little more meat to it than Zephaniah. <laughs> See, okay, sorry that your Z is <laughs> no, worse than mine. No, but you're right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't really want to do Zechariah. Maybe we Zechariah could do the Z, the Z boys. <laughs> That'd be fun. <laughs> Zechariah, Zephaniah, the Zechariah from Luke. Is there another Z? Z, Z- Zerubbabel. Is there like a, oh, yeah. We could do all the Z's. We could just go through the alphabet.
All right. Olive. We're not going to do that. Olive. Guys. It's okay. Bait. Gimel. I meant Dollet. our. I meant our. We're American. Oh, American. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what did you say? How American of you. Oh. I want to do the Bible in American names. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about Maddie. <laughs> Zach. We got Beth. Mo. Lizzie. <laughs> oh, what are the other ones? What could they be? Oh, there's so many. Dave. <laughs> What's up, Dave? All right. That's probably it. <laughs> All right. See you next week.